Hello and welcome to Yashoda Health Podcast brought to you by Yashoda Hospitals. I'm your host Dr. Lakshmi and the topic for the day is navigating knee and hip replacements and everything you need to know. Joining us today is Dr. Uday Krishna Mainini, Senior Consultant Orthopedic Surgeon at Yashoda Hospitals, Somaji Guda. Dr. Uday Krishna, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Lakshmi. So, Dr. Uday Krishna, let's start by helping our listeners understand why knee and hip replacements are so common in India and what causes the need for these surgeries. Nowadays, we see uh, knee and hip uh, replacements are going up. Mainly, uh, it's not because of the age. If you see the two spectrums of uh, problems, one is the knee and hip. Coming to the hip first, then uh, I'll come to the knee. Hip uh, is a joint, is a highly mobile joint where the uh, it has a lot of muscles and tissues around it usually uh, if any injury to the hip is a very rare compared to the knee like a uh, knee is a very superficial joint if any twisting injuries we have this ligament injuries knee get damaged hip is a very deep structure but why the patients are coming to us with the hip pain the most common cause nowadays we see is the post covid in COVID time, what happened is there are a lot of uh, patients uh, who underwent uh, you know, certain treatments where steroids have been used for life-saving drug, where uh, it has given overdose, what I feel. But at point of time, the pulmonologist or physicians, to save the life of the patient, they have admitted in the ICUs. So what happens is the highest amount of a dose were given to save the patient, to save the lung. But indirectly, what happened is, it uh, over the period of time, it uh, damaged the blood supply of the hip, hip. So, that's why the patients are coming with the hip pains. That is called, most common condition called, avascular necrosis of hip joint. So, the, uh, the age limit is, there is no age limit for this. Nearly from 19 years of younger patients to 60 years of male are coming for the hip pains. So, these are the most common ca- cause for hip pain, where post-COVID steroid use, and they are coming. The second most common cause is post-trauma. Uh, the, the youngsters who had injuries from the bike or neglected trauma, who are playing cricket or some sporting activities, they have neglected, they have some labral tear. Hip is surrounded by some capsules or some support structures. Sometimes if they get neglected, they have this uh, hip pain and uh, over the period of time, it develops into arthritis. So, that is a patient's a third group of saying we are seeing. The th- fourth group are saying is we see is uh, COX, that is a TB patients, where who their pulmonary uh, infections is not treated properly or spine TB they are not treated properly, they are coming the hip pain, the COX with the uh, hip problem, that is the most common. Coming to the knee, knee again, if you see, there are two spectrums of uh, patients, one is uh, 45 to 60 years of patients, one is above 65 to 80 years of patients. Nowadays, we see increasing number of patients with 45 to 60. Why? Why? Because there are two uh, patients in this also subdivided. One is uh, the younger patients where 45 to 50, I can put it where rheumatoid arthritis is most common, where patients coming with uh, severe joint pains or small joint pains where they haven't diagnosed properly, where uh, they're suffering with uh, a condition called rheumatoid arthritis, where the body defense mechanism is lost, autoimmune problem is uh, uh, they develop it will damage entire joints in the body, especially small joints, later the big joints called knee. This condition, e condition has to be identified early to prevent further damage and uh, crippling uh, where the patient is almost bedridden. So, this has to be identified early and uh, seen as early as possible rheumatologist or orthopedician uh, and the treatment uh, should start as early as possible. 
to prevent his uh, uh, activities of living, living affected. The second patients are most coming uh, uh, coming to our uh, clinic are arthritis were developing due to neglected trauma. Patients uh, who play uh, who, uh, who have been injured with a, a ligament injuries called anterior cruciate ligament injuries or meniscus injuries have been neglected during the uh, playing sports or during dancing or climbing up, climbing down stairs. What happens is they are coming with a severe knee pain. When we take in a special uh, investigation like MRI, we see that the entire knee has got damage, but the, they are very early for doing a knee replacement. What we uh, suggest is some sort of arthroscopic uh, uh, keyhole uh, surgical intervention only after proper examination. So that will come to the uh, management uh, uh, treatment when you come to further. The third set of patients coming is most common is arthritis, severe arthritis where patient can't walk, they are coming in the wheelchair, age bound related. Her mobility activities of uh, mobility have been restricted. Those patients are called osteoarthritis. That is age-related changes that is identified with uh, certain investigations and will go for the treatment. So, could you please explain what knee and hip replacement surgeries entail, and what should patients expect during these procedures? Most important thing is the successful uh, surgery depends upon the identification of the proper patient. What happens is if you put a a very costly implant where the, the patient is not fit for the exact the problem, what happens is is going to fail. Similarly, uh, condition for the hip, the identification of the problem is very, very important. If the patient is having a grade 3 or grade 4 arthritis, her activities of uh, daily living or his or activities of daily living were affected, they will be best benefited by the knee replacement where the quality of life will be improved. It is a very simple surgery. And over the past three decades, is the most successful orthopedic surgery. Or it has been established, where you see the procedure uh, itself is around 45 minutes. Robotic uh, uh, surgery it may takes half an hour extra, but at the end of the day, patient is very happy. Within two days, we are going to discharge. But the only patient has to do is the four to six weeks of post-op physio, so that uh, next uh, two to three months they'll start walking outside for one kilometer, two kilometer, three kilometer. As a, as the time increases after six months, they're going to increase more their activities of daily living. They can also sit. The most advancement uh, in the knee replacement surgery is they can also almost sit in the squat. They do a routine activities of daily living. I'm sure many people might be concerned about the recovery process. So, what is a typical recovery journey after knee or hip replacement surgery, doctor? The most important thing is the the patient when they walk into the clinic with a grade three, grade four arthritis. Those are the patients they recover very fast. The patient coming in the wheelchair, where the patient has activities has been reduced in six months or one year. Uh, they, those are the patients, they recover very, very, very late. Why? Because their presentation is late, automatically the recovery of, uh, of uh, after surgery also will be late. So, I always advise my patients to come early, to diagnose early and treatment early. That is the main motto of the uh, orthopedic uh, knee replacement. If the patient comes in a wheelchair, the expectations are very high. The attendants or patient, they think that, okay, we do a knee replacement from next day they walk. That is not uh, correct. The most important thing is we should educate the patient in the wheelchair patient. We tell them that uh, it may take a little bit longer time than usual. 
because you are coming in very very late stage you need to cooperate for the first six weeks of physiotherapy you need to follow the strict instructions then your recovery will be very good if the patient doesn't comply for this we should not take for the uh, take up for this case for surgery if the patient is ready to comply even in the wheelchair patient within two to three months they'll be happily walking no wheelchair they do their routine activity they walk at least one kilometer so early diagnosis and receiving the right treatment is the key so how durable are artificial knee and hip replacement joints and what can patients do to prolong their lifespan? The most important thing is uh, obesity is the main uh, factor where it uh, de determines for the longevity of the implant, one of the factors. Second thing is diabetes. Third thing is uh, the working style of the patient, whether uh, they are working individual or uh, they have a usual custom to squat or uh, is there any heavy work they do post-ops. So, these lifestyle modifications we will explain before the surgery so that to improve their longevity of the implant. We have uh, apart from this uh, lifestyle modification like uh, reduction of the weight if the patient is obese, their sugar levels are controlled means we make them controlled. Then the lifestyle modifications is to do start physio before the surgery so that the after the surgery uh, the uh, all this will come into part they'll help to uh, smooth recovery of the patient second most important thing is the metals what we get it now compared to 30 years before uh, the high flexion joints or the joints with high quality implants that will help uh, to smooth recovery as well as uh, advanced uh, technology assisted technology like robotic that will helps us to place the implants in right position to help for the longevity of the implant. So now before we wrap up, can you share some symptoms that might indicate it's time to consider knee or hip replacement surgery doctor? So most important thing is, as I mentioned, uh, there are four stages in any arthritic knees. But uh, if the patient is walking and her activities have reduced within six months of their uh, routine activities. Suppose the patient is walking more than one kilometer. Within six months, they have reduced housebound. They are unable to walk or unable to climb stairs or they are using some sort of walking aid, then that is a time that the patient has to visit an orthopedic, specialist orthopedic surgeon who has experience in joint replacement surgeries, who has experience in robotic surgeries, visit, discuss with the uh, doctor and uh, if, if they are early enough, we can treat simple with uh, simple medication and physiotherapy. And the most, uh, most common for the hip uh, side is the avascular necrosis of the hip. That is the unfortunate thing is in the post-COVID, the uh, number of uh, doses of steroid or uncontrolled steroids or unwanted steroid what happened is it it damaged most of the youngsters who uh, the the blood supply of the hip that is uh, coming to the hip if any hip pain the patient is unable to squat or the hip related or groin pain it's better early to visit us so that in early stage we can avoid a hip replacement we can come out with a simple uh, decompression surgeries where they can uh, come back to a normal lifestyle Thank you for those valuable insights, Dr. Uday Krishna. As we conclude, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners out there about knee and hip replacements? Yeah, most important thing is the patients coming with advanced arthritis, they ask for injections. So the injections in the market have been using like, uh, you know, it's a palliative. I say palliative means it's only a temporary pain relief. The most important thing is if, if any orthopedic surgeon who suggests an injection, take an injection. If an orthopedic surgeon who suggests for surgery, go for surgery. Other than an orthopedic surgeon who will suggest, I think the treatment is going to fail. 
that is the most important aspect i want to pass on to the message to the patients thank you dr uday krishna for joining us today and providing a clearer picture of knee and hip replacements and to our listeners thank you for tuning in remember knowledge is a powerful tool when it comes to your health stay informed and stay well that wraps up this episode of yashoda health podcast we'll be back soon with more insightful topics take care and stay healthy thank you thank you lakshmi garu